morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, August 18th. On this date, all the way back in 1587, it was a historic birth. Virginia Dare became the first child of English parents to be born in present-day America. She was born on what is now Roanoke Island, North Carolina. On this date in 1963, James Meredith became the first black student to graduate from the University of Mississippi. And here's a little trivia for you. On this date in 1969, Woodstock wrapped up in Bethel, New York, with a mid-morning set by a famous rocker. Can you name the man who closed the three-day festival? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center to see what your Friday and your weekend forecast have in store. Happy Friday. I'm meteorologist Stephanie Sainia from Live 5 News. Plenty of sunshine throughout your day. Finally, the end of our work week. Feeling warm. Typical August weather here in the low country. Still feeling like summer, of course. High temperatures in the low 90s. Heat indices, though, even higher. The good news is pretty dry throughout the day. No rain chance for a Friday. Finally, a nice dry day. A hot day, though. Heat indices close to 100 by the afternoon, so quite toasty out there. High temperatures throughout the weekend staying warm as well for Saturday. We're at 93 degrees, up to 90 on Sunday, staying hot into next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Released 911 calls from the Isle of Palms shooting back in April are shedding some light on what happened at the beach that day. On April 7th, police responded to the pier to break up a fight. As they were separating people, several shots rang out and five people were hurt. In the calls, you can hear the chaos of people running away from the scene as they reported more fights starting to break out. And then even more fights began as people huddled in in their cars in the parking lot. Police announced five arrests in the wake of the shooting. However, it was not until last Friday that police say they had the suspected shooter himself in custody. 18-year-old Davion Singleton is the only person charged with attempted murder in this case. Police tell us he drove to the beach that day in a stolen car and then fired those shots. We're learning more about a shooting this week at a now shuttered school in Myrtle Beach. Records show officers arrested 36-year-old Angela De La Rosa Wednesday. They say she trespassed at the former building of Golf Academy of America and shot a security guard's holstered gun during a struggle. No injuries were reported in that shooting. De La Rosa is still in jail, charged with discharging a firearm in the city, trespassing, and third-degree simple assault. Her accused trespassing accomplice will only have to deal with a citation. New details on a fire at a popular Myrtle Beach resort where fallout is growing. Some tourists say Wednesday's early morning blaze threw a wrench in their plans to stay at Captain's Quarters Hotel. Many of them saying the situation was so scary and they're still in shock, but they fear their worst problems are still to come. It's an unfortunate situation and everybody I think needs to just be grateful that they're alive, grateful that they provided us with what they could considering their resources were limited as well. And if everybody could just give a little to everyone, we could all be okay. Now, the fire forced out around 1,000 guests, all of whom are now staying at the captain's quarters sister hotels while crews investigate what sparked that blaze. But guests say this process it's, uh, was a process in itself, and communication from the resort was limited. 
Every year, the Secretary of State honors several charitable organizations in our state, and it's all part of Secretary of State Mark Hammond's annual Angel Awards. These awards help the community know which charities are putting their resources and money back into the people they serve. Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach here in Charleston was given its angel status by Secretary Hammond's office two years ago for their generosity. Our Madeline Jeskowiak is live at their facility to tell us about their dedication to service and also how you can apply. Good morning to you, Madeline. Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach was awarded as an angel in 2021 with 86% of its spending going back to its cause. To qualify to be an angel, the Secretary of State's office says charities must use at least 80% of their contributions for charitable services, have been in existence for three years or more, make good use of volunteer assistance, and not rely heavily on funding from grants. They also must comply with the South Carolina Solicitation of Charitable Funds Act. Receiving an angel award means the state has recognized the organization as a legitimate charity that the public can trust. For local charities, this recognition and trust is a way the state can give back to them for supporting members of their communities. At Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach, I am told the award has furthered their purpose in providing basic and emergency resources, education, job assistance, and health services, and attached credibility to their name. For me, walking into the doors and seeing that uh, Secretary of State Hammond has chosen us as an organization that demonstrates uh, excellent stewardship in the community is one of the reasons why I came to Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach Services is because the integrity is a value statement for us. And you could see that just demonstrated uh, in the award that we received as a testament to that. There is still time to submit applications for that award. The deadline is September 30th. 2023 winners will be announced on November 15th at the state capitol in Columbia. Tackling affordable housing challenges in Charleston County. One major task that Charleston County is hoping to get to work on with its Housing Our Future project. Plans for the project were finalized back in March and they include different goals and strategies like keeping seniors in their homes and providing livable housing in the area. Live 5's Emily Johnson tells us more about the county's special housing committee meeting and the latest update on that project. The presentation last night was brief and included updates to the many projects that the county is working on to address affordable housing throughout the area. Two of the current projects the county is working on are critical home repair, keeping senior citizens in their homes, and accommodations tax for workforce housing, providing livable housing in the area. The critical home repair project already received over 1,100 applications. Over the last year, the project has repaired 121 homes and is in the process of completing 37 more. Accommodations tax for workforce housing means that council could use $4.1 million of local tax dollars for affordable housing in the county. Members of the Charleston Area Justice Ministry attended the meeting saying that they were proud of the work presented, but it was a very high-level presentation with very little detail. I sure hope there is more detail on what they're bringing to them or what are they voting on. Um, and not only does council need to know the detail, but the community needs to know the detail. So where is this information going to be publicly so that the community can review it and in turn then provide the feedback to our council members. At the next Charleston County Special Housing Committee meeting in September, the committee will present proposed actions that they can take on the Housing Our Future plan. 
Reporting in Charleston, Emily Johnson, Life 5 News. District 42 voters are learning more about the candidates that are vying for an open state Senate seat. Representatives Wendell Gilliard, Deion Tedder, and J.A. Moore. Now, the open seat comes after former state Senator Marlon Kimson took a job in the Biden administration. Moore and Tedder were the only two on the stage in last night's Democratic debate and laid out their plans on different issues. One of the big issues at hand was educator pay and what exactly is being taught in the classroom. Both Tedder and Gilliard are focused on investing in the education system and paying teachers, while Moore spoke about an attack on African African-American history in schools. The primary is set for September 6th with the general election November 7th. Presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy is slated to headline a GOP fundraiser here in the Lowcountry this weekend. In his first appearance in South Carolina since May, Ramaswamy will be the featured speaker at the third annual Dorchester County GOP's Faith, Family and Freedom Dinner. That dinner is tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Somerville at the Dorchester Shrine Club off Beach Hill Road, However, just a reminder, the event is currently sold out. And on the other side of the aisle, Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will be campaigning around the Palmetto State this weekend. He's coming off a town hall here in the Lowcountry Wednesday night where he spoke about his economic policies. Tomorrow, he'll meet with voters in Orangeburg from 2 to 4 p.m., then head to Sumter where he'll speak from 5 to 7. Sunday, he plans to host an event in Florence before making two more stops in Greenville and Spartanburg on Monday and Tuesday of next week. In addition to former President Donald Trump, 18 other people have been charged in the Georgia investigation, and another 30 people were mentioned as co-conspirators. Senator Lindsey Graham was not listed among either of those groups. This has led to some speculation that he might have flipped and worked with prosecutors. Graham testified before a grand jury last November after trying to avoid it because of his role as a sitting U.S. senator. This is how Graham responded to that speculation, though. Well, I didn't kill President Kennedy, and I'm not cooperating with this crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I went, had my time. I hadn't heard from him since. I hadn't talked to him since. I was well treated, fairly treated. That's it. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. Yeah. The senator doesn't expect the case to go to trial before the 2024 election. Trump has maintained a lead in polls among South Carolina Republicans, which Graham says he views that as voters having a fondness for what Trump did while in office. At the top of the show, I told you that Woodstock wrapped up on this date back in 1969. It was Jimi Hendrix who closed out the festival. His set included the Star Spangled Banner. Celebrating birthdays this Friday, former First Lady Rosalind Carter is 96, actor-director Robert Redford is 87, actor-comedian Martin Mull is 80, actor Dennis Leary is 66, actors Christian Slater and Edward Norton are both turning 54 today, and actor Malcolm Jamal Warner is 53. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. Hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.